If you'll sit down, I'm going to continue reading that chapter. Numbers chapter 11. Verse 4, and after that we'll continue from verse 16 to verse 23. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We were seated. We remember the flesh which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlics, obviously they know their dish. They're a mighty God of life used to be in Egypt. It's not so in the wilderness. And they said, But now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes and the manna was a cordless seed and the color thereof was of the color of bedillium and the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills or beat it in the mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it and the taste of it was as the fresh oil and when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. So God fed them. Verse 16 says, And the Lord said to Moses, because Moses complained to God, because they just about want to stone Moses. They're tired of this fixed diet. They want something different. They want a menu to give to them. And he's not giving it to them. And the Lord said to Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders, of whom thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them on the tabernacle and of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, I'll put upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou shalt bear it not thyself alone. Now, verse 18 says, And say thou to the people, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and you shall eat flesh, for you have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. What ungrateful people. Therefore the Lord will give you flesh, and he shall eat. He shall not eat one day, nor two days, nor five days, neither ten days, nor twenty days. But even a whole month, a whole month, until it come out of your nostrils, and it be loathsome unto you, because that you have despised the Lord, which is among you, and have wept before him, saying, Why can we for out of Egypt? They're, they're sorry they came out of Egypt, and they want to go back 
for the leeks and the garlics and the flesh that they had back there. And Moses said, no, Moses is going to question God now. This is, where, this is where I want to take you. And Moses said, the people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen. He's not counting women and children. And thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. Shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to suffice them? He's questioning what God says he's going to do for 30 days. He said, God, you've lost your rocker. You're out of your mind. <laughs> In other words, the average family is four. So 600,000 times four is about 2.6 to 2.3 million people minimum. And the Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord then wax short? Thou shalt see now whether my words shall come to pass or not. Now, Moses, and the same disease the people had. The people felt like God couldn't supply their needs. And they were just tired of eating the same old, same old. It's like you saying, Pastor, can't you preach something different? <laughs> can't you get a different message from God every week, the same message? Could you please change it? Could you do something different? Well, that's what they're saying to God. We are tired of that diet. We want something different. In fact, when we compare what you're giving us and what we used to get, what you're giving us is not comparable to what we're used to. Hello. Be careful when you start comparing. Amen. <clears throat> God is not geographic. God is the same in Egypt as it is right where they were. And God required the same commitment from them there as he did in Egypt. But they put God on a calendar. So well, God, you know, we don't like the way you run things around here, and the diet you put us on, we don't like it. You know, it was good in the beginning, but you know, we don't think you're doing it right now. Here's a God who created them, who knows their needs, supply all their needs. I mean, you could want a better supplier, and they said, "Sorry, we don't like that. We want leeks and garlics and." cucumbers, and we want melon, and onions, and garlic. We want seasoning stuff. This light bread is just too light. We don't want it. Now, my Bible tells me they were eating angel food. They were not in heaven, but they're on earth eating angelic food. No other nation on earth ever had that privilege from that time, before that time, at that time, or after that time. And they despised it. It's no different from we having truth and despising truth. And God's going to address the problem. And God says, Moses, give them what they want. He says, okay, God, but just a minute. They're going to kill me. You're not visible. I'm visible. And they're going to stone me because I brought them to Egypt, they told me. And I haven't fed them like they wanted to. 
So they're talking about stoning me, and I need some help. These are not my kids, they're yours. <laughs> and he said, when did I give birth to all these people? And he says, you find them food, not me. And God said, all right, I got a plan. I'll give them what they want, but not for one day, for a whole month. For Israel, 30 days makes a month. Now, that was 31, or 29. 30 days. 360 days makes one year for Israel. So Moses calculate. Now, if you calculate, two and a half billion people are going to be fed every day. Every day. Quails. Times 30. That is 75 million birds. And three square meal. Huh? That's 216 million birds. Moses, who is taught in all the way of Egypt, did a mental calculation of God, you've gone crazy. You've lost it. All the birds, it's what he said, all the birds of the world, all the birds of the, the fish of the sea, still can't measure up to that. And God said, what did you say? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? He said, well, let's have a duel here. They don't think I'm good enough to be a, their supplier, you know, their chef. And you don't think I can do this thing. Now I've got to prove to both of you I'm just better than you think. My title today is Facts Versus Fiction. Let me get a better title. Facts versus faith. I don't like word fiction, but facts versus faith. Now, was Moses factual? Moses came from Egypt. Egyptians in Memphis are well taught. They're 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 scientists. These are ecologists, and the calculator says. At least 215 million birds will be offered to Israel three square meal a day for 30 days. Think about it. Think about it. Now, the conservationists today will scratch their head. We're about to have an extinct here of some kind of a species of birds. And when they come, they're coming pluck. The feathers, they have no idea where the feathers fly. But by the time they land at their door, they'll be plucked. And they're going to land there ready for the kitchen. The problem is, when they start piling up, you can imagine how high it piled up. It's not on the manor. It piled up as tall as an individual. They saw it. And they start grabbing for it. 
And God waited till they cooked it and fillet it and barbecue it. And God looked for the fattest one among them. And when they grabbed that leg and started chewing on it, he slapped their teeth out and killed thousands of them with the flesh in their mouth. That's how humorous God is. Read it. Read it. While they were eating, God killed them. God killed them when they were eating that meal because he was angry with them. Because they insulted him. They insulted him that the manner that he gave them was, was not good enough and the flesh they cried for, he said, have it and more than enough. He said, I'm going to make it come through your nostril. Listen to God's humor. You're going to eat it to come through your ears, your nostril, your mouth. I mean, you're going to love it. He said, I'm going to feed it to you. You know, when you eat too much, you got this eating contest. They eat till they vomit. You see the contest? That comes all the time. Who can eat the most baked bean or pork or whatever? And they just fall apart. And sometimes they drop dead. They do sometimes. You have drinking contests. Now, I want to talk to you about facts. Faith does not deny Faith defies it. Write it down. Faith does not deny facts. Faith simply defies it. We are in a world where knowledge is increasing and faith is on the decrease. That Jesus asked the question, When I come, so I find faith in the earth. We're all children of knowledge. <laughs> we get sick. The first thing we call for is doctor. The last person we call for is in Christ is Jesus. We call Jesus 911. Only after the doctor says there's no hope. But he's never first case. He's always on the, you know, <laughs> on the other button. If nothing works, call Jesus. We all have done it. He's always last resort. And also, fact says, in fact, I called my friend one day and I said to him, Hey, what's the difference between facts and faith? Here's what he says. I wrote what he says. Do what he said. He says, facts is what you see in your hand. And you got it in your hand. It's in your hand. It's a fact. I got this in my hand. I can see it. Faith is, it's in my hand, but I don't see it. But it's in my hand. And what he's really trying to say is, faith does not have any evidence that appeal to your five senses. If you can't taste it, you can't smell it, you can't hear it, you can't feel it, you can touch it, you don't believe. Because we're creatures of our five senses. It it goes inside of us and we say, okay, we we feel it and then we act on that's how come Jacob deceived Isaac. He went by his five senses, you know, hearing, feeling, and smelling, and decided, okay, everything is all right. Hmm. 
And he was touching evidences, but he was mixed up with decision-making, and he ended up with being deceived. And many people will be deceived also because science has a way of intimidating people. And they have facts. I was talking to somebody, in fact, Brother Mooney, about a group of people in Greek days, the Greek intellectuals, a group called Sophist. Sophism. They can talk lies and put an argument that makes it sound like truth. Now, they know it's a lie. But the logics they use, the argument, you can be defeated by them. And yet, they lie to you. And that's what lawyers do. Lawyers not so much in caring about the truth or justice. They just want to win at any cost. And they will do what they have to do to win. Even prosecutors will do that. They will they'll falsify or hide evidence and do things because they have to win because it's based on the quota system. Look at some example. When I, when I think of facts versus faith, I think of facts says it's too late. And faith says time is irrelevant. Fact says the door's closed. And faith says, hey, the door's open. Fact says, who says? And faith says, God says. Fact says, you cannot. And faith says, I can. Fact says, how can this be? <laughs> and faith responds, just wait and see. Just wait. You'll see. Fact says, no way, no. And faith says, yes. Facts says, it never happened before, and it sure won't happen now. And faith says, it's just about to take place. It's going to happen. Amen. And you're not able. And faith says, we're well able. We're well able. Facts says, it's too small. And then faith speaks up and says, look, it's not a hindrance. doesn't mean I'm inferior. Amen. Fact says there's insufficiency here, or insufficient, whatever. And <laughs> your faith, it's more than enough if God is in it. And so God's people must know the difference between facts and faith. The woman heard facts from Jesus. He said, hey, it's not proper to give the children meat to dog. And she admit the facts. True, Lord. True. But. But. And Lord said, Lord. Oh, I almost think I'm saying for him. Lord. Never seen such faith. Before. In other words, her faith ignore the facts. Because faith does not deny facts. It just denies the fact that things can happen. Amen. That's what Amen. It says it can happen. So facts does not have a conflict with faith. Most faith have a fact with conflict. Amen. All right? Now, for example, 
I believe God, and most saints don't believe this, that God will confirm His Word. In spite of facts, God will confirm His Word if it's spoken on behalf of the kingdom. If He has to use sign, wonders, and anointing, or divine appointment, He will do it. God, amen, <laughs> says to His people, greater work than these shall He do. Now, we don't operate in those situations because we don't think we can because we feel limited by our limitation and the facts that we're limited is true. But we don't enter the realm of the supernatural. But the Bible should know if you know that He, God, is alive and He heareth us, then we have our petition. This again, the facts is not there, but faith says, I have my petition. So the guy, go home, you're healed. Well, I'm still sick. But while he was on his way, things happened. Amen. Then he said to us, in faith, these are not even facts, these are faith. Faith talk. Whatsoever you ask in my name, if you believe, I hear you, you've got to receive it. The facts are going to say no. It's not going to happen. But faith says, yeah. Hello? It's going to happen because faith always defies facts. Faith does not deny the facts. Goliath is a champion. David is no match for him. These are facts. Statistically, he's supposed to lose. But faith says otherwise. He fought, he fell him. He fell right before David. Now, fact says he ought not to be. But faith said, watch it happen. Can you say amen? Jericho wall. I mean, we need battering rams to knock it down. You know, to ram it down. Didn't happen that way. Just a simple walk. Just a walk seemed very foolish, childish, walking around a, a great wall almost wide enough to run chariots on and expect it to fall because I walk around it. The fact says no. But faith says you're going to fall. So, amen. Versus David. Amen. And we see the law of the person in Esther. The fact says you don't go to that place and survive. You're going to be killed. The king has not called for you. And the law of the means of the person does not change. You walk in that door, you're good as dead. Sign your death warrant and get the casket ready because when you walk through that door, you're going to die. And she defies it. She lived. Not only did she live, she had her petition. I want to tell somebody today, faith is greater than your facts. All your facts does is limit you to humanity. But faith takes you in an astral travel. Take you past the moon, the star, the galaxy, the sun, and all the, all the, all the moons out there, and take you in a place where the two spies went, where the ten never been. I believe the Anakins were just as giant as they said they were. The guys are right. They are mightier than we are. They're greater than we are. They're stronger than we are. They're more powerful. We can't fight them. That's true. It was a fact. But faith says, God says, go! 
nothing doubting. Move in the realm of possibilities. Amen. I think about the apostles and Jesus Christ when Jesus Christ wanted some food to feed those people. Now, he knew the boy had a lunch. He made sure the boy didn't eat his lunch. He kept some for him, you know. And uh, when the Lord asked for a way to feed them, and they did like Moses. Lord, we calculated. No man's ways can pay for this bread. And nobody can solve this problem. And that's a fact. It cannot be solved by what they have. But faith steps in. Faith opens the door. Faith comes through the window. Faith enters your heart. If you open up your window and let faith in, things will happen. I don't care what the fact says. Praise God. With God, nothing. What's nothing, folks? What is nothing? You can't describe nothing. It says nothing is impossible with God. With God, nothing is too hard. And yet we give the mental accent to it and affirmation with our lips, but in our works we deny it. That's why most folks don't get what they wanted, because they have uh, mental faith, but not practical faith. Practical faith is of action that I take. My action tells me I believe and expect to receive. Something is going to happen because I am acting. And when God saw their works, let's worship God. Mm, let's worship God. Now, I want to, I'm talking about faith tonight. Faith, if you want to experience the supernatural and the miracle, don't bring your facts to God. Leave it out the door. You can't tell God nothing He doesn't know. He's omniscient. He knew it before you told Him. What you bring to me is stale news. God does not need to be updated. He's always ahead of time. Amen. And so Christians can experience the supernatural. And what's amazing how God defied Moses and fed them for 30 days and more. And still those quails are still around today. Hello? Moses thought that God would go into an extinction of the species of bird. He said, you're going to feed them for 30 days? God said, for a whole year I can do it. Hello? Moses actually questioned God. And God answers him, watch this. Watch me. See if my word come to pass or not. Hallelujah. And the wind didn't land those quail anywhere different than right where they belong. Praise the Lord. And they still exist today. There's no extinction. Now, faith must defy facts, but not deny it. The x-ray said, you had cancer. The review said it's gone. The negative shows it was there. But the review shows it's gone. I can't deny the fact. It was there. And now it's not there after a review. Faith triumphed over facts. 
Amen. Praise God. And to get out of that boat, Peter had to step out of his comfort zone and step on that water. Now, fact says he should sink. You try and you're going to drown. <laughs> you're going to drown if you've got to step in the water. But he stepped out on that boat and the Bible says he floated. Now, he wasn't walking on ice <laughs> or some skis. He was walking on literal H2O water. Big, robust Peter, like Jesus was. And Peter is no magician, as far as I know. He's no Eudene where he can escape through some gates of, you know, whatever. He needs angels to help him. But he walked on that water when he came out of his comfort zone. And the way God operates, faith takes you out of your natural zone of intellectualism and taking the zone where you don't know anything but trust. I trust God. Jesus says, come. He stepped right out. Now, all the other boys stayed behind because facts kept them in the boat. But faith took Peter out of that boat. Amen. And when he stepped out, he walked. And the only time Peter got into trouble was when he took his eyes off Jesus. When you take your eyes off Jesus and put your eye anywhere else, you're going to have problem. That's why when you're on a very tall height, it says, don't look down. Look straight ahead. When you look ahead, you're going to go ahead. You know why? Because you always move in the direction of your most dominant thought. Mm. Praise God. All right? So, you must let belief, amen, defy your unbelief. Tonight, I want you to let your belief deny your unbelief. All the facts and figures and calculations says it must not be, shall not be, will not be. And you step out of that comfort zone in the realm of your five senses, and you step in another realm, the supernatural. Amen. When, when everything rises above the evidence, I have no evidence at all. All I know is, facts says it can't be. Faith says it shall be. That's worship Jesus. What I like about faith is faith be with the invisible. And facts is the tangible. One of the reasons why most people don't believe in the, in the church today, believe in God and creation and all that, because they cannot taste it, cannot touch it. And, and they go by their senses, by what they can touch and feel. And they say, this don't make sense. This does not make sense at all. And, but when you get out of that realm of the five senses, and you get in the, the sixth sense... Amen. Hallelujah. And you go in that area, amen, where the invisible is greater than the visible. Where the intangible means more to you than the tangible. Because the things that are seen, they are temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. I'm dealing with eternal things. I'm talking about eternal things. And so I have an edge on the world. This is the world's 
best nesting ground. This is not my nesting ground. I call myself a pilgrim. I said, I'm a sojourner. They said, we're, we are citizens of the earth. I said, I'm not. I'm a UFO. <laughs> I'm a UFO. I'm not a citizen of this earth. Amen. Praise God. All right? So we're not here, amen, to defend the facts. Look at Noah's, for example. Noah said, rain going to fall. Fact, rain never fell before. But faith says it shall. It did. Is that right? Sarah passed her womb is dead, according to biology. Fact. Faith says, watch this. She conceived. She received strength to conceive. And Isaac is born. Don't believe it? Explain the nation of Israel. Deal with that if you can. Praise God. Abraham... <laughs> Past the age of virility. Amen. It should be a sterile man. But here he produced not only with Sarah, but with Keturah and Hagar. Here we are. Again, fact says he's too old. But God says, watch this. He could be a father of nations. Hello? How can a man who have no kids going to produce kids like the stars in the sky and on the sand of the sea, sir? Fact says, no way. Faith said, watch this. Watch this. Amen. They with a sling. Said, God, I'm going to take your head off your body. Didn't seem possible or probable. Even his brothers told him, go home, David. The good is dead. But when he, he came with faith, he took his head off. Fact says, no. Faith says, watch it go. Put his head right off. Gideon army. I one day calculated the odds that were against him. Almost 3,000 to 1. God reduced him so low in, in probability, and the fact says, get in here, good as dead. And God used 300 men. Amen. And defy the odds. But it's impossible for one to put a 1,000 to flight. But God says he can. And to 10,000. Well, I mean, if two confront a man, 10,000, I hope the God would put a ring around him and kill him. But God said, not so. David, mighty man, mild, they just puzzle me. How could one guy kill so many people unless he's moving like a satellite? <laughs> Every time he turned, his head is rolling. <laughs> but his head was rolling. Amen. Samson pull off the gate of a city and walk with it and push them off the cliff. How could that be? Facts are not possible that he could pull that old stadium down, but he did. He did. I'm trying to tell someone tonight we're not built on facts, we're built on faith. This church is a faith church. Don't come here with your calculating your facts and figure out how things should be. We are different, and we got proof to show it that we are governed by the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Praise God. Amen. I was telling God, Lord, we are standing on the shoulder of the apostles and the prophets. And Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone, we cannot fail. I believe a person don't, as a Christian, it's impossible to fail. It's possible to backslide, but you cannot fail. He said, why can't Jesus send you? That he that send the world, and people in the world, I don't care how smart they are, 
God gives us a bigger wisdom than they've got, but we chose not to match it. Amen. Praise God. The woman with her bag of meal, I mean, her, her barrel of meal, amen, and she came to Jesus, I mean, to the prophet, rather, and said, look, I can't feed you. The Lord Conservation says it should not happen. How many times can you scoop out of one morsel of what's left and keep coming back and finding more there? Wouldn't you, that happen to your cupboard? But it doesn't happen. Why to her? And she said, I'm going to die. That's the fact. They're, they're dying from starvation. She knows that's her last meal. How long can she survive without it? And here's this big old mountain climber coming to eat her meal. How big a thing his appetite is? Pretty big. He could consume a lot of food. Isn't that right? He want to cake bill first, but when she went back, there's more in there. Fact says, impossible. But faith says, available. Let's worship God. Praise God. I think of, you know, Mary. Joseph was dealing with facts. Joseph, Mary, you have been playing around. You don't believe that? That. Search your Bible. He was going to put her away. Rather than put her on trial, he put her away privately. Because Mary, to him, was unfaithful. That's what fact says. Because no... Woman can get pregnant without being involved. And he calculates she was unfaithful. Let's get rid of her trusting off, please. Thank you. All right. And so, Mary's on trial. The fact says, <laughs> there's never been a virgin birth, Mary. Since God made green apple, never happened. You're lying. What faith says, she's clear. That's not the Holy Ghost. You know who's involved in this? The shadow of the highest. The highest have overshadowed the lowest. Amen. And produced the greatest. Can we worship Him? Praise God. I think of Isaac, folks. Isaac, the fact says, I think the 16th chapter of Genesis says, don't stare, boy, because it's, it's a barren land, it's famine, and you can't survive here. That's facts. You can't survive here. Go where it's happening. Go down to Gerar or some other place. And God said, no, don't go. Well, God, you know, if I saw my seed, I'm going to waste it. God said, no, 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 no. You stay right here, and you sow. Ignore the facts, and sow. The Bible says, he brought a hundredfold bumper crop. Think about it. Fact says, no. Faith says, grow. Somebody to hear me tonight. You can do what you want when I'm preaching. It's your problem, but I know where I stand. I'm going to leave you with a satisfied customer with a loaf of bread and a morsel of meat. Hallelujah! And a well-done drink, amen, of knowing in whom I believe. And I'm persuaded that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can 
think, ask, or imagine. I don't come to Jesus Christ with logic. I come to him in faith. I don't come with facts. Uh, this man called Jehoshaphat, they, they surround him to defeat him. And the Bible says, uh, this enemy was bragging on the gods they destroyed. And he took the letter and showed God. And I said, God, true. It did happen. He did accomplish these things. But God, you're different. Do something about this. I can't deny this letter. The guy who did accomplish those things, and now he's coming to me not to destroy me. And God said, look, man, don't worry about this. Tomorrow I want you to go to battle and put the musicians up front. Now, facts are that silly. It is silly to tell a king, smite the ground. <laughs> Give us some deep, hidden military secret how to win the battle. No, but I tell it. Smite the ground. Come on, I'm a king. I'm a child. Hey, I'm a soldier. Don't tell me to dip seven times. I look stupid. Well, I say dip seven times. And by the way, right here, in the mud, I'm a pig. I'm a soldier with honor. But you see, facts mess you up. But he won the battle. Singing a song. Playing music. You know, and God a way of repeating what he does, because in, in that jailhouse where Paul and Silas was, they were singing a song, and God started getting involved, and the, and the chains started falling off. How many guys in prison today would love a, a God like that? A jailhouse breakup from Alcatraz. Eh? And doors swung wide open. Come on now. And they were in the inner prison. Think about it. And here, back to my story, here's a soldier coming, and God won the battle without a sword drawn. Just trumpet blowing and people shouting. And God brought the victory. A man dipped seven times and leprosy disappeared. How unhygienic to dip. You already got sores? Ain't going to tell me to dip in that muddy water. You're adding bacteria to bacteria to bacteria. Getting worse and worse and worse. It don't make sense that Jesus Christ wanted to give him my sight back and spat on the ground and put that spit in my out and yak. Honey, that yak going to help you. Forget about what the doctor says. Hello? Nobody touched me and get healed. In fact, they got messed up if they touched me. Hello? But they touched Jesus Christ and the issue of blood just disappeared. Think about it. I'm trying to tell us tonight that I'm not swayed by the argument of the facts. And faith does not deny facts. It just defies it. Come on. Elizabeth, my God, how old is she anyway? Pretty old? Here she's buying diapers at Walmart. Not for her daughter, but for her own baby. Buying 
a pushcart. Doesn't make sense. What a pram we call that. What do you call it over here? Stroller. Strange name. Stroller. I don't. It's like a like a permissioned thing. Stroller. Down somebody. No stroller. Call a pram. Caribbean style pram. Better better get a buggy. <laughs> you push that thing. Well, you just go shopping. Okay, Grandma, it's for your granddaughter, right? No. No. But my firstborn. The Bible says, at her age, you don't have kid. And didn't born mongoloid. Or some weird-looking creature. Or a physical child's baby of sorts. No. It was as normal as could be. In fact, his name was John the Baptist. Amen. Amen. And creation defies facts. We got chemists and physicists and all these people. Now, what I'm trying to say tonight, facts always appeal to what intimidates us. Logics. Hypothesis. Theories. Arguments. Science. Philosophy. Reasoning of humanity. And most time, most of us don't qualify in any of those areas. And so they call us, you know, ignoramus, ignorant, unlearned, yet God chose you to confound them. Huh? You're off addiction without any therapeutic intervention. Think about it. You got recovery without any therapy of any, any long-term indulgence of medicine. God just does it for you. Because faith appeal not to fact, huh? impotence, but to faith omnipotence. There's a difference. And so, our God is omnipotent. And where the word of a king is, there is power. Praise God. By what name? Not by what pharmaceutical. And we all love the pharmacist. What was the drug addict? What is legal drug addicts? You got the illegal one, the legal one. You know, legal drugs and illegal drugs. It's the same drug. They're all drug addicts. Drug addicts. We're all drug addicts. Confess it. You are. We know you are. I can't see the mark on you. We, you know, we're well known by the pharmacists. We're all well known. Amen. But one, one, one druggist is, one, 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 one addict is legal, and this one is illegal. <laughs> is that right? Like marijuana, you know, some guys want marijuana legal in some place, and here's illegal, right? The one you have in your basement is illegal, right? <laughs> All right, God spoke, and the Spirit breathed and make it happen. The Bible is a spoken word of God. Church, if we ever get hold of this, we'd have more miracles in our personal life, in our church life, in your family, and most of those insurmountable mountains we can't get over, we'd go right over them as a molehill. 
The devil is scared of faith. Facts don't bother him, but faith does. Amen. It's not scholarship that troubles the devil. It's fellowship. When you fellowship God, that bothers the devil. When you have scholarship, he can deal with that. But he can't deal with fellowship. They took knowledge. They had been with Jesus. That's no small feat. You hang around Jesus, friend, he's going to rub off on you. Amen. All right? Faith is different because faith defies logics, but facts depends on it. Tell the person that. Tell them that. Faith defies logics, but facts depend on it. You see, facts is <laughs> experiential. Amen. And need evidence. Faith does not need evidence. Faith and facts differing that facts is argumentative. And listen to this. Faith produces wonder. How did you change? How did you get up from that gate called beautiful? By what name? By what power? What dunamis did this? Think about it. Facts is natural. Faith appeared to the supernatural. Facts is dependent, but faith is independent of evidence. That's very important. Facts is visible. Faith is dealing with the invisible. Right now, what you need is not visible. And therefore, because it's not visible... You can lose hope. You can lose confidence. Amen. Praise God. Jesus Christ said, except you see, you will not believe. Amen. But the man of God said, dig ditches and don't put no water in there. <laughs> and there will be no rain, no wind. But tomorrow, when you come, it will be full of water. Think about it. Elijah said, Hey, let's be an altar, but put no fire on there. Well, the fact says, you can pray all day and nothing's going to happen. I can pray around and say, Hello, 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 and nothing's going to happen. That's not strike a match. But with God, it's different. He stepped back and said, Six to four words, and the fire came down. And boy, they bowed. Faith defies facts. Let's worship Jesus again. Mm. I found out that facts is corruptible, but faith is incorruptible. You cannot corrupt faith. You may try hard, but you can't do it. This Bible, you may think you can corrupt this word. You can't. It's settled in heaven. You can play around with it all you want, change all you want, but it's not changed in heaven. Think about it. Alright? A fact produces doubt. Well, I went through my book and, you know, I'm so, God, God told me to give this last hundred dollars I have in my purse today to, to, to the offering plate. God said, give it all. And I know that's the only last hundred dollar I have. Boy, you've gone quiet. I won't take your money, folks. Don't worry about it. You can say amen. I promise you, I won't take it because I know Hundred dollar bills don't make it to church. 
only in the casinos. I don't come to church every night. Mooney. Tooney may enter in, but Looney have an open door. Front seat. I know that. So don't worry about it. But church, even think about it, church, the faith that produces hope. I've never seen faith produces hopelessness. It's impossible. Well, I feel hopeless. I know you are. You're in the cemetery of unbelief. You're playing around with skeleton and bones. Amen. You see, faith is always looking forward. Amen. Facts look back. Well, you failed in the past. You got family curses. You failed so many times. Those are facts. The facts prove that you're incompetent, no good, useless, worthless, helpless, penniless, godless. But faith says, come as you are. <laughs> God says, come as you are. Don't try to fix nothing. All going to be well. Praise God. People with doubt are people with... You, know, you want a car? Okay, I want that BMW. Lord, I want that BMW. I want that BMW. It don't mean best wishes. <laughs> eh? No. You see, God can. I was at the conference at the uh, Minister and Wife Conference, and the guy came to me and said to me, because I went to his church and I was preaching for them, their anniversary. He said, you told that story about getting your car. And I got a car just like you said it should be done. It's not the same thing. And boy, he was that excited. And he reminded me when the first day I realized that God is Jesus Christ. I'm trying to tell the pastor. I could tell. I was excited, but he wasn't because he already knew it. But for me, it's fresh cookie. Hello. I said, Woo! In the song, it's Jesus. Yes. You already know, but I do, I'm just finding out. Then, in another meeting, at you conference, someone says, Pastor Neil, after that offering, if you tell me anything, I'm going to do it. Now, it's not me. It's not me. I'll tell you what I'm talking about, the offering. I said, we need that offering tonight. I thought, Lord, let me take the offering tonight. I want ten grand. I really said that. I thought, no, this is a youth conference. I can't do this. I'm not supposed to get involved in this youth business. I'm way past that. So I said, God, where will you choose? Them choose ten grand. Now, I know that conference is arguing against paying five dollars to come. So me asking for ten dollars is suicidal. But if I think about the logics, I'm not gonna do it. Everything God does is illogical. God does not appeal to logics. It always baffles the intellectuals. And all those smart ones in church that think they know it all. God used the most despise to confound the mighty. The guy says, okay, I want two grand. I said, hey, 
call my name. I said, look, no, ten. So what? I said, ten. Okay, so you obeyed me because well, why am he? You obeyed me. He said, well, he's got more faith than I have. At least he's honest. He says, ten grand. Before it was over, they had more than ten grand. Because faith triumphed over facts. I said, faith does. Boy, you guys, you guys are wondering, where's he going next? He's going to want ten grand off me in a minute here. You're right on. You're in the right stream. God's with you. You're thinking good. All those who thought that, you're in bad shape. You have the mind of God. But church, it happens. I said, it happens. The, the guy, a Spanish guy, one conference I, we were at, and I was taking the offering, and I said, now, folks, I got a few minutes to do this, and so I want this very quickly, and I asked for a sum, and I said, if you do it, when you go home, God's going to do this for you, da 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 Now, everybody didn't respond because people who operate on facts will not do it. And one guy said, God provoked me. I said, oh, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I know, I know quite a few have done it, and, and, and they come and tell me later on. But I, I'm not saying for them to come and tell me, but they come and tell me later on. It happened for them. But he said, when I went home, he said, I ended up with this property, this building, this bus, da, da, da. And he's telling all these people around. I said, man, I need to tell everybody wherever I go. But he said, I resented when you asked for that money. So the truth. He said, I need it. I can't afford it. We see, God, when he asked for that meal, he knew that's the last she has. Because she didn't do it, somebody else would. But could it be God sent that man there to save her life? You're not here by accident. God's trying to save people. And God put you where you are. Now, you may destroy what God does, but God has a reason why He placed us in, in position and exposure because what He planned on doing. Amen. Ruth didn't know she became a landlord. Look where she ended up. Look where she married. That was not in her mind. From a beggar to the owner. Hello? This oil problem. I mean, God paid for the oil and everything else with the oil she had. Logic says, what? Poor? And pay for the bills? Hello? We worked. All right? Facts question God. Faith. Hallelujah. Confesses God. I know my Redeemer liveth. <laughs> this is, I know my God will give me your head. Abraham told the king of Sodom, I don't need what you have. I'll lift my hand towards God. I'm empty handed. But when I bring my hand down, it will full. You know what I said? I lift my hand to God. It's empty. But when I come down, it's coming down full. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And time would fail me to talk about the budding of the rod of Aaron. 
It just don't happen. Rod? Hello? My wife and I tried one time to plant at the back of our yard, and friend, all we got were weeds. I fell at the soil we went to sow, and the seed fell among thorns. I thought that was the guy he was talking about. Amen. We gave up our plantation desire. What about those Hebrew boys in the furnace? And Daniel in the last den. And Naaman's recovery. Joseph's dream. Peter's and Tabitha. What about Moses and the quail? And Elisha and the ditch? And the resurrection of Jesus Christ. All of those defy fact. Let's praise Jesus. Let's praise Him right now, church. I got news for you. I heard from God. Let us know He has not changed. In heaven, there's no such thing as 2015. God is. God never was. Is I am. Then I shall be. Praise God. God has not changed since Pentecost. The apostles don't have one lick more Holy Ghost than I have. The apostles have no more power with God than we have. I lost you now. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God who is above all, in us all, through us all. God did not remove His ability. Amen. In 33 AD, instead of 2015, He's smaller and lesser in power. If knowledge is increased, so does God's power. And I'm going to tell you right now, we don't need Elijah today. We don't need Jeremiah. And we don't need Isaiah. God got you and me. Oh, you folks don't believe it. You guys don't believe it. If God going to save the world, He can't call him Jeremiah. He must call him you and me. If God is to be revealed in the world, He must turn to you and me. That's why He gave me the Holy Ghost. He shall be risen unto me. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Meaning, He that worked miracle with the widow will do today with the widow today. So why don't you have miracles? Let's face it, folks. You have not asked God for a miracle. You've never asked Him for one. You haven't asked Him for a prophetic gift. You haven't asked Him for nothing. But God's not limited to the apostles. God is not only available to the, the prophets of the old. God's miracle has not ceased. God still works miracles. Do you know why? Because the devil is still around. The fighting of the devil back then is the same fighting today. Hello? God's sign of wonders has not disappeared. It's right here right now. As I speak right now, miracles are happening in this city, in this church, in your body, in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit. The supernatural is happening because you don't see it. I mean, it can happen. I want to tell you from wall to wall, there are angels in this building. There are cherubims and seraphims. There's a supernatural power of God. All of God's spirit is right here, right now, in the midst of this candlestick is Jesus Christ. He's right here. God's ability is in you and me. He shall receive power. Do to us the Holy Ghost. 
I dare you challenge the Holy Ghost tonight. Because he says, commanding me concern work in my hands. If you want to see the sick recover, go pray for the sick. You want to see the blind eyes open, go pray for the, those who are blinded. You want to see supernatural, then put yourself in a place where it's needed. Because God's power is not geographical. God's power is not dispensational. God's power is not ethnocentric. One race don't have more power than another race. Amen. God's just as powerful in Africa as He is in Europe, as in Asia. He could be in a shack, and God still is powerful. He could be in a palace. Some churches are cathedrals, and some is just a tent. Some is a shack. Some is open air. Some preachers are barefooted, and some got, amen, tuxedo shoes on. I got a skin on. Amen. And otherwise. Amen. Hallelujah. Some got organs and pianos. Some got bamboo to play on. Some got ten fingers. Hallelujah. Some preachers are ugly and some are good looking. Some are short. Some are tall. Some are fat. But they have one thing coming. They all eat a lot. I've never met one Pentecostal preacher who don't eat a lot. It's a trademark of the family. They call my my, my, my leader a glutton. <laughs> because he never gave up anything called nothing. Amen. Always eat it. But Jesus Christ is not culturally limited or curtailed because he's in Europe or Africa. As I pray right now, in, in Africa, he's answering prayer. As I preach right now in the Soviet Union, he's there right now answering preaching and prayer. Jesus Christ the same yesterday to forever. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is a God of faith. Without faith, you can't please God. Hallelujah. If it's based on facts, I will fail God. But faith, hallelujah, is my heart that says, I trust Him. I believe He's able. I know He's capable. I know He can fail. I know my God is an awesome God. Lift Him up. Lift Him up. He's able. He's able. Come on, somebody. Jesus Christ, the last time I heard, He's not aged. His strength has not abated. He's not weakened. He's not limited. He's not deformed. He's not blind. He's not handicapped. He's just as omnipotent, almighty. Almighty. That house you wanted, you got it. That cars you want, you got it. That sickness you are recovering, you recovered. Why don't you believe as I speak the word, it ought to happen. Whatever you're asking God for, that pregnancy you're waiting for has occurred. It has occurred. Come on, believe right now. That's loved one. You want saved, yes, been saved. Let's believe God can fix your debts and your bills and God can raise you up. Praise God. Let's stop saying God can't say God has. Hallelujah. Praise God. One guy said to me, we're going to have a special service. And I want you to come to see this guy because everything he says come to pass. Sorry. Tell him to come see me. Everything I say come to pass too. Why do I need to see him? I don't say signs. Signs follow me. Wherever I go, signs can take place. 
Science, follow me. I don't follow science. You don't follow science. Amen. I don't need some boy wonder. When I got Mr. Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, the everlasting Father, praise God, faith gives me assurance that my problems are solved. Faith gives me the assurance that my problems are possibilities. Somebody need to put on their dancing suit and start dance right now. Somebody need to see it walking through that door. Unsaved husband, unsaved kids, backsliding person in the family. Right now, somebody ought to speak a word in an atmosphere like this and say, I believe the report. Whose report do you believe? I believe the word of God. I come to church to hear the word and the word is preached. It must profit you. Mix with faith. God. God seems to stir you up and tell you, my problem will be turned into possibilities. I don't come to worry. I come to worship. God said, my, my burdens will be turned to blessings. Hallelujah. My hardship shall turn to harvest. Oh, come on, somebody. My opposers will become my supporters. Woo! Woo! I tell you, church, they started out as mockers, but pretty soon they became Pentecostals. Hallelujah! Faith won the fight. They tell me, if you want a dumb kid, tell the kid, you dummy. You say it long enough, and that kid will be a dumb stooge. And you tell that kid, man, you're the smartest thing since God made Adam. I'm telling you, friend, they're going to have an IQ off the scale. An intelligent quotient that will kill you. This teacher was given this class to teach, and they explained to her what they gave to her outside every name. They put a, a number on there. And so she thought it meant intelligent quotient. And she went home and cried and said, I don't know why the school thought so highly of me and give me this classroom where everybody of the highest IQ I've ever seen in my life. She had the worst class in the entire school in the school district. They're known for crime and problems and teachers, you know, just give up on them. But she walked in there with a different attitude. She thought, look at their IQ. She said, kids, I don't know why I deserve you. I can't tell why they gave me to you, but, but I feel so humbled and so thankful that you're here with me. They thought she just lost her rocker. And on that basis... She's operating ignorant. Hallelujah. Church, sometimes I wish you better, it was better if you couldn't read. Then you wouldn't read that they gave you an eviction notice. And you think it means, amen, they invited for dinner. Hallelujah. So the kids are passing scholarship. And so when time comes for the year and graduation, parents are coming crying. 
bawling and wondering what has happened to these kids. The transformation is so great. And they're patting on the back. And so what are you doing? The, the principal can't explain. She, and they're carrying on and making a big fuss over the great achievements that took place. They so said, you did a great job. So I did. So you gave me the best class in the whole school. Look at the IQ of the start out with. Hmm. The principal didn't know if he should faint or fall down and die. He says, what's wrong? He says, ma'am, that was not their IQ. That was their locker numbers. Let us stand. That's their lockers numbers. This is what? That is the numbers to their locker. Don't you let your destiny become what others think of you. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this now, I hope it never happened to you. Your husband may think you're ugly, but there's a killer Galahad about to snatch you from him. You may think your husband is weak and no good, but there might be a Cleopatra to take him off your hand. You might think your God is not good enough to give you better than leeks and garlics, but there's some drunker out there will be glad for just the crumbs of what you're eating. You may look on the outward appearance of this place and miss the supernatural. But if you can look past that, in fact, I'm not done. Somebody give me that word, please. The Holy Ghost speak to me. I'm not done. Sit down for a while. I just found that by divine survey that you've not yet reached the limits yet. I'm watching your interior, which gives me a revelation of your exterior. Sit down for a while. Thank you, sir. Facts, so the odds are against you. Church, be thankful I'm preaching this to you tonight. Before this year over, you have to use it to your benefit. The odds are against you, the fact says. But faith said, greater is this in you than the obstacle you're facing. Fact says, you cannot win, you will not win. But faith says, you're more than conqueror. The fact says, you'll never grow. And faith says, you're about to reap a mighty harvest. Fact says, everything is against you. Everything you touch is against you. Nothing working in your favor. And faith says, I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'm going to turn things around. And the last will be the first. And the first will be the last. Fact says, God, no good thing ever come out of your situation. Look at the record. Hallelujah. And faith says, Jesus 
is writing in my sand, free at last. Church, I don't have time to tell you about the book of Hebrews, how able, you should read it for yourself, chapter 11. Well, let me show you this here. I, I, I believe some of you are in this church right now, you have faith, and you remind me of one of them in the Bible who's looking for somebody. I need somebody to rejoice with me, not to kill my faith, but to rejoice with me. I just had a resurrection experience. Don't put me back in the grave. Don't put my eyes back out. Just have my eyes open up. Don't question what I just experienced. Worship with me. Facts versus faith. And I promise not to stand in the way of the camera tonight. Facts says, give me evidence. And you folks have a lot of them. Bills, 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 more bills, and bills, and bills. I could take a truck and drive them out of, out of your house. You got more, more bills to pay than you got beds to sleep on. Tonight, I'm going to pay off all your bills for you. By December 31st, I'm going to read you all of your bills. Amen. Nobody believes in God! Because the numbers are too high. I'll say it one more time. By December 31st, debt free. That's still not good enough, God. My God, who chained these people to their chairs? Get me some wooden bench again. By December 31st, your bills are gone. So you guys don't believe that. You guys don't believe that. I told God when I was at Suncor, I said, God, if you make me bill free, I'll quit. So if you make me bill free, debt free, I'll quit this place. He did. He said, I'll quit. So I quit. He said, don't quit. Amen. It's not about, it's about him. He said, quit. By December 31st, you'll be dead free. God, I don't like the response. I hate it. I like her response. Shaka Maha. She might even have twins. Never know that. Woo, hallelujah. Anybody else can believe that? That's your best response? It's not good enough. By the end of this year, you got the car and the home you want. You see, I'm doing exactly like Elisha did. He came and spoke a word at a time when things were tough and rough. And said, tomorrow about this time, you'll be afforded more than enough. And some guy said, well, I want to tell you, you better not mock the man of God. When kids did, bears eat them up. When the man did, people tramp over them. Huh? Amen. <laughs> when the sons of the prophet, amen, mocked what took place, uh, they never get an ascendancy. You better believe right now, God is in this place. 
going to be gone in 10 more years longer? You believe it? You believe it? Sister Mia, do you believe that? Sister Ajah, do you believe that? I like that response. Anybody else? Anybody else? You see, God wants a divine response. Sit down for a while. Facts. Science says, the facts says no. But faith says go. Facts and technology say, you can't leave earth. But faith America took Enoch up the sky. Facts reasoning said, look, man, you can't turn water into wine. But faith turned it as a sign. Amen. Facts gave us logics about why Amen. Sarah couldn't produce. Hello, but fate make her wonder. Facts say mathematically we can't feed all those people so few things, but the anointing broke the yoke. Brother Marlon, they're planning to make you supervisor. Do you know that? Have they ever told that before? Well, I'm telling you, I'm confirming it. And the Holy Ghost says, take it. How did I know that? You didn't tell me that. Did you tell me that? See? You watch me shouting. Because that's how you're going to pay your bill off. Shout! How could you sit there like that? These unemotional Pentecostals. We're the leapers and the jumpers and that grab the preacher's hand and says, Yes! 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 I'm here tonight to step on the facts. I want you to trample the facts on your feet. I mean, God, to convert that husband, convert that wife, bring that backslidden kid back. Why don't you stand up and give God the praise, anticipating a return? God going to give you back what the devil stole from you? Why can't you believe that? There is no evidence. There is no sign. But you just believe it because you heard it. You receive it. And my God is the same God as He was in the Old Testament. He's alive. Come on, church. Hey, God's not mocking you. God's not teasing you. God's not deceiving you. God's not giving you a lying wonder. He's giving you a mighty truth tonight. Woo! Shatalamabaha! Fox can't deny creation, but faith tells you how we got it. Amen. Facts are confined to the natural. Fate with the supernatural. Praise God. Facts have limits. Faith is limitless. Facts is finite. Faith is infinite. Facts is mutable. We change all the time. Faith is immutable. Can somebody right now stand up and defy their facts? There's something in your life right now. Defy it. Defy your situation. By God, I come to preach tonight. Step out if you're normal. Step into your abnormal. Come on, somebody. Touch your daughter and your son right now. 
and say, you're going to have scholarship. You're going to have dreams and vision. You're going to, come on, touch your, prophesy your daughters and your son right now. Touch them right now. And know it with your hand and a blessing. Come on. Come on. Put on them the hand of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Shut down your mama. Touch your wife right now. And touch your husband right now. And speak a word. Church, the best service and the weakest is Friday night. Because that's when God talked to you. He got down Raise those hands and say, my bank book going to triple. God going to give me more money than I can bank. Come on, somebody. Come on, church. Believe God. Woo! Facts is the word of a man. What you hear in faith is the word of God. As they preach, God confirming the word. God told me it's his pleasure to make you happy. It's his pleasure to make you have joy. Amen. You have to do like Israel and strike at him. Eat the manna because something else better is coming. Come on, church. Come on. The word of man is comprehensible. The word of God is incomprehensible. The word of man is an act of mankind. Praise God. The word of God is divine. Woo! Hallelujah. I try to tell somebody. I, I am pushing my heart. I will only pass the church of champions. If you are not a champion, you're going to be miserable in the church. Because I'm going to terrorize you with faith. I'm going to terrorize you with hope. I'm going to terrorize you until you believe you can walk in water. I'm going to terrorize you until you believe, amen, your gray hair can turn black. Hallelujah. All those teeth you lost can come back in one second. I'm going to tell somebody, miracles in the house tonight. Woo! You're not going to be happy in this church if you're an unbeliever. Why should I limit God to my calculator? Moses says, God, you've lost your rocker. God said, watch me. <laughs> Hello. In closing, look at this. Scientific fact says, it's impossible. But faith says, rain is coming, Noah. The fact says, impossible. But God said to Joshua, hey, the sun will stand still. Fact says, impossible. But he told Moses, the Red Sea will roll back at your stick command. Fact says, impossible. But Virgin Mary, you will conceive and bring forth. It did. Fact says, impossible. Amen, but just turn water into wine. Come on, somebody. Facts are impossible, but the leper was cleansed even by dipping seven times. Uh, facts are impossible, but Jesus walked on water. I tell him I shunned up. Facts are impossible. Amen, but faith says, uh, oh, once I put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. Fox says it's impossible. But oh, come on, snaps with the strength. Move that pillar and brought it down. Fox says impossible. But the wall of Jericho fell at the marching of people seven times. Amen. Fox says it's impossible. But the battle of me never ran out. Fox says impossible. But the all keep falling. Come on, somebody. Fox says impossible. Woo! 
hallelujah. But there was a resurrection to prove it. He's in you tonight. He can't tell us it's impossible. But Jesus Christ said, even in that they're gone. They're gone. I said, they're gone. I caught one time how many million dollars it would take to go in and on a rocket to the moon. And they went beyond the moon. And didn't pay a dime. You go in the rapture. You couldn't pay enough money going in in, the, in NASA's trip. And you couldn't fasten they could in the twinkling of an eye. You know, some of you, you clap people, you like you say, I love you. I love you. My God, if you can't smile, thank you. At least crack up one time. You know, if you smile one time, God will feel happy about you. After all, make you guys happy. If I walk in with and says, God don't love you. You're about to fail. You won't make it. You're gonna not you're just no good. You say, Oh great preacher, preacher. <laughs> you're not gonna hear that. Cause we are more than conquerors. I say we're more than conquerors. I want everyone of you right now take out your purse and your wallet. I want to bless it right now. But don't forget when I come to summer for a gift, but a gift for God. Ooh, do a catch to it. Lift it up to Jesus right now. And say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I want a miracle right now on my wallet, on my purse. You said, I must not come before you empty. Then fill it up, God. Fill it up, God. So I won't bring empty purse to the church. Somebody let her a purse. She got no purse. Let her a purse over there, somebody. She's too poor to buy one. Next time I see her, she'll have one. Let her your purse. Come on, somebody. Get your wallet out. Look at that wallet. God. Say, God, you told me not to come before you empty. Well, God, fill it up. Fill it up. Come on, church. If you believe that, run the sow and say, God, it's filled. It's filled. There's money in there. There's money in there. Come on. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. You see, the devil think we're crazy, but we're not crazy, church. It's obedience. It's obedience. Let me tell you what you just did, church. I'm going to tell you what you just did a while ago. Let me tell you what you just did a while ago. So help me, God. God has some people going to walk in your place and bless you. Now, I, I hate to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyhow. I shouldn't tell you, but I will. I run the risk of you having a heart attack. My wife and I was away. And God gave me a dream. So honey, I can't hurt this dream. I have baskets in my hand, full of fruit. 
So I don't know, I don't know what the dream means. My mom is dead. She can answer that dream, but I can't. Hallelujah. When I came back, on my desk, I saw some pails. But prior to those pails, God told me to do something before I left. He says, obey me. He said, you don't know why I told you to do it. Amen. And the thought came and said, do only half of it. God said, better not do that. Do as I tell you. I'm not lying for the Holy Spirit. It's the truth. And so I did what, did what God told me. And just walked away. When I came back, I saw five, or no, three buckets. Was it three buckets? Was it three? I can't count. Three? One, two, three. Three or four. Where were there? Three? Either three or four. Three? Three. Okay, one, two, three. I don't know. Three of them. On that right, three. My wife says three or four. I don't want to be evangelistic speaking. I want to tell you like it is. One, two, three. And Amen. I thought, who did this to my desk? Now, I thought Sarah's could have gone crazy. I put their penny drive on my desk. I thought, this is crazy. Anyway, they did it. So I started questioning, who did this? Everybody asked, not me, Pastor. I wasn't in the office. No, no, no. I said, well, no angel walked through those doors. If they don't want to meet them. Finally, I heard that somebody was accosted outside from a person in the vein and says, Take this and put it on the pastor's desk. So they found someone with a key, opened my office, put it on my desk. I thought, I can't lift this up. It's too heavy. All three of them were heavy, so I couldn't lift them up. I said, I ain't going to count it. You guys count it. Because I was short. It was 5.8 times what I gave. But hear this. God says, I did this because I'm getting you ready to go, to go to a conference. And in that conference, there's some people that's going to have a $100,000 blessing after they obey you. And I want to give you a testimony to prime that faith. I believe right now God wants to do something. Here is your biggest proof that what I told you is true. Faith says, and facts, fact says it's impossible for me to learn a language right now called German or Spanish. Just like that. I mean, for 60 odd years, I can't get English right or I'm in Spanish. Huh? But when I got the Holy Ghost, instantly, I spoke with the tongues of men and of angels. It don't take any more Holy Ghost to heal cancer. Diabetes, blood problem, any kind of problem I have tonight, 
that it takes to let me talk in tongues. Doors that were closed can be open, will be open. When you couldn't reach it, I'm going to give you a ladder. When it comes time to talk, I'll be the one to talk through you. Shaka Mahakalaba. When you get excluded, I'll include you. And church, this is my proof that anything I desire from God if I know he heareth me, I have my petition. Would you bow your head right now? I know you can. I believe a miracle can work up right now. Right now as I speak to you, a special miracle can happen. You can be like a man called Balaam. Balaam was a good man in the beginning. He saw a vision with his eyes wide open. Why can't you see a vision right now from God? With your eyes not sleeping. Why can't there be an anointing right now in the Spirit of God? Why can't there be a divine move of the Holy Ghost? Why can't there be a divine tongues and interpretation from the Holy Ghost? You're trying to tell me God is dumb and limited? That He can't speak? What makes you think God can't just speak? Speak a word right now. What makes you think you have to hold it back? What makes you think you have to be good enough to do it? With all the time, God is sending me here to tell you. Moses, put up your calculator. God said, Mother, watch me do it. I believe God can fill this from wall to wall. I'm going to die believing that. Emptiness is not forever. It's just for a time. And then plentiness will take over emptiness. Can the church believe that? If this church ever start believing God for 300 souls... This is exactly what will happen. If everybody agreed the pastor, I said, Lord, I want 300 people in this church. He will not disappoint you. I swear on his name, he will not do it. He will not disappoint you tonight. Shukumamahata. If you want young people to be saved, you can pray for it right now. Shatalama. You can pray them out of prison, out of their situation. In this house, and God can use you right now. Come on, church. Don't let me waste a sermon tonight. Don't let me waste a sermon tonight. If you think God don't want to use you, you're lying. Why do you think He gave you the Holy Ghost to make you a vessel of honor? Come on, right now. by the anointing. Can you trust God that He can speak through you? Do you have that confidence? 
that you got the Holy Ghost? That's what Friday night service so far. So I can bless my sheep. You may never hear this on Sunday morning, but I can bless you on Friday because you're my flock. Come on! Your heart is exploding. I know you're feeling it in your heart right now. You're feeling it in your spirit right now that God brought you this moment of the supernatural. Come on, church. He Surely, goodness and mercy is following me. Come on. All of you that thought God thought you were not good enough is a lie. God called us the apple of his eye. The pearl of great price. I tell you right now, Satan has stacked up opposition against you, but the Lord said, Tell you, I will bring it down. Every high thing that exalts itself, I will bring it down. I have ordained that you sit in that chair. And you will sit in that chair. I've ordained that you be promoted. And you will be promoted. I've ordained that you shall be liberated. And you will be... Can you believe a church? Can somebody say hallelujah? Can someone say, be unto me, Lord. According to thy word. According to thy word. Why would God forsake what's written in his hand? Why would God forsake what's engraved in the palm of his hand? You are in the palm of his hand. Your best days ahead of you today, church. Since you only speak, I'll speak to you. Behold, I, the Lord God, am in your midst. I'll place in your midst a refining fire. I am refining you for my coming. You cannot see the fire, but you can feel the fire in your heart. It's the fire of refining. I'm preparing you for the rapture, said the Holy Ghost. I'm preparing you for my coming. I'm preparing for that which you long for. And you call it the rapture. But I'm going to translate you into my spirit, into my presence. I want you to believe on me. You will leave here with excitement. I will give you joy, and your sorrow will be no more. Ikatalamashanda, ikatalamosantaya, ikoromosantalamaha, ikabahatalamashanda. Go out and work for me. As you work for me, I will stack riches in your bank books. As you bring souls to me, I'll promote you on the job. As you talk about me in Bible study, I will bring blessing to your children at school. I, the Lord God, have spoken to you. I will not forsake you. I brought you out of the world to bring into my world. Believe on my name and my spirit is with you. If you'll give me yourself, I'll give you myself. I have more treasures than you can hold it in your hands. 
I have more blessing than you can keep in your bosom. I have enlarged your heart to receive it. Lengthen thy cord, strengthen thy tent. And behold, I, the Lord God, will visit this church with a special supernatural move of my presence. I will bring them from far and near, and they shall bow to your teachings, for I love your doctrine. It's the doctrine of the apostles. I am with it. I love it. I am the Lord your God. There is no other beside me. Sila. Kutalama shandalamaha. Kotomo satalama. Ikaba satalamaha. Shukumahandalama sata. Every fence that was coming against you is coming down. Every fence that they built around you is coming down. I will give you premises and properties. I will make you survive in spite of the opposition. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Say the Lord Jesus. Shout my name. Proclaim my name. Say it with confidence. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! I feel the call of the church on the altar right now. Not for repentance, but thanksgiving. Recognition to the Lord. I've heard your word to my life. And I'm your child. I'm your servant, God. Stand up. Give God the high praise right now. So, Lord, 